how uh, wonderful God, your mercy is. How awesome what is done. I welcome you this morning and I'm glad to see your faces. Before we do anything, let us open our Bibles to the letter of Paul to the Philippians. Let's open our Bibles to Philippians chapter 1. Here we go. Before, before we go there, let's say a word of prayer. Our Father, we thank you for allowing us today to be healthy, come to your church, and hear your word. We thank you that we can come and enjoy your presence. Without your presence, nothing means to us at all. So, Lord, please lead us, speak to us, and bless each and every person. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Philippians. If uh, you don't have your Bibles, just this. Chapter 1, I want to read seven verses. Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Christ Jesus to all the saints in Christ Jesus, who are in Philippi, or Philippi, including the overseers and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with you in my, with joy, prayers with joy in my every prayer for you all in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am confident, the Bible says, of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. For it is only right for me to feel this way about you all because I have you in my heart. Amen. Since both in my imprisonment and in defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of grace with me. We stop here and ask the Lord to bless us this morning. I have been thinking, uh, and who is not, about the Lord Jesus Christ and how he is with us as we walk these difficult days. And I thought of uh, giving a subject to my message and 
this subject, I tell you, I thought about it, and I said, okay, Adel, go ahead. God never gives up on us. Or if you want to also translate it more, God never stops working. Paul was a highly positive individual. He dealt with assurances, and he never left anyone in doubt concerning his position on this subject. No matter how great the difficulty, Paul was optimistic concerning the outcome. I like, I like optimistic people. I don't like to be around uh, pessimistic people or negative people. And I'm glad this is why I am speaking about Paul this morning. <clears throat> no matter how great the difficulty, as I said, he's always expecting a good outcome. He wrote to the church in Philippi in chapter 4, verse 13, it's on the screen, this wonderful phrase, I can do all things through him who strengthens, strengthens me. I can do it. Word I can't is not in his vocab at all. Always certain that he was on the winning side. He lived humbly. He trusted the Lord completely. Knowing that the Lord was the one who stood behind him all the time. He wrote this letter commending and encouraging the believers at Philippi for their sacrificial work for the Lord. And he says in verse 6, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work, we read it today, in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Christian, this is addressed to each and every one of us. He who started a good work in you will what? Continue, will continue, and will perfect it until we see him again. I want to bring to your attention three words today. One, God is always working. Two, God is here working in his church. And three, God is working to continue the salvation of individuals. One, it says, God is always working. And church, let's let him work in our lives. Let's open our hearts and say, Lord, please work on me. Work with me. Since God created this world, which was the work of his hands, definitely, he's been working. And he is always in control. When Jesus was here on earth, 
He never stopped working. He was going from one place to another. In John chapter 9 and verse 4, he, uh, John writes, We must work the works of him who sent me. Remember, note, he says, we must work. Jesus Christ. Who's the we here? I'll tell you. My father and I. God and he who sent me. We're working the work. We must continue working. As long as it is day, night is coming when no man can work. Today is the day. And this is why I say the Lord never stops working. And I hope he is working on each and every one of us if we let him. He never forces himself on any person. But if we open our hearts, if we open ourselves to him, said, Lord, please work on me. And let me tell you one thing. There is no better feeling than knowing that Christ is working on you and with you. We thank God that he's always at work. He's never asleep. He's never absent. He's never busy when we approach him with all our hearts. He is always ready to go to work. He's our advocate. I'm I'm asking you to think of this. He's our advocate. He carries our burdens. He forgives our sins. See, he's, he's waiting to let him in. To open your heart. He wants to continue working. He, as I said, forgives our sins. Now, he governs his church. He guides the believers who seek guidance from him. And above all, he's always protecting his own people. In Psalms 121 and verse 3, he says, He will not allow your foot to slip. Think of that. He is with you every second of the day. He will not allow your foot to slip, believer. And I tell you one thing also. He who keeps you, he who keeps you will not slumber. He will not go to sleep. Is he working in our lives? You are the only one who can answer this question. Are you letting him work in your life? Without any doubt, any doubt, God was the only one who produced and transformed each and every one to his own 
way. Look at the Philippians. We read it. Paul was asking them. He was thanking them and asking them to continue with, with what they have started, the prayers, the work, the support that he has. He said, he said and I see it in your growth. I see it in your spiritual growth, Philippians. He was absolutely confident that the one who had begun a good work in them. This is what Paul, when I said he is so positive, he was sure that God who started the good work in them. And I assure you, believers today, God has started a good work in each and every household, in each and every heart, in each and every person. If you're sure that God has completely changed you, saved you, he will continue. Till when? Did he give a time frame? Oh yeah, he said, he, he, until the day we see the Lord. No end. An incident is told of an artist, well-known painter, who had conceived in his mind a great picture, which he meant to be the masterpiece of his life. And I stop here for a second. God is making masterpieces of each and every person. Just let him work. Let your life loose before him. Give him. Give the Lord a chance. Give him the opportunity to work in your life. A believer say, Lord, Lord, please help me to grow more. And you, if, if you haven't yet accepted the Lord as your personal Savior, it's easy to say, Lord, I give you my life now. And I know there are some people hearing me on, from this broadcast at home or traveling. We have some people overseas that they... they told Randy that they are listening to our messages every Sunday. And if you're hearing me now, say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. As a sinner, I come to you. He loves sinners. He came for sinners. I surrender my life to you. Change me. Save me. And give me a new life. And as this Painter, he meant to make a masterpiece. And the Lord is there to make a masterpiece of each and every one of us. So, continue. He was working on a large canvas, putting in the drabs and grays that were to compose the background. 
While he was painting this picture, one of his friends slipped in without him noticing and started looking to what he's doing. And he couldn't, he couldn't figure it out. And uh, then the painter asked him, artist says, what do you think of this? Listen, what do you think? And his friend burst laughing. I said, to be frank, I don't think much of it. It seems to me it's a great, a great plaster on mud. That's what you're doing. I replied the artist. Ah. He sensed his friend what he was doing. And he said, he told him, you cannot see what I am doing. And you cannot figure out what's going in here. I said, I am not looking at this canvas now. I am looking at it when I completed what it's going to be. As we walk, we stumble. We're not angels. We sin. But God is there working to save us, to forgive us, and to continue taking our hand walking with us. He's at work. Just take a minute. Take a minute, especially those who have experienced the Lord as Savior. You Christians, take a minute. Ask yourself these questions based on what we heard this painter. What were you before? You'll find it in Philippians 2.12, what were you? I'll read it to you. The Bible says, you remember, please remember that you were at that time, when you lived in sin, at that time, separate from Christ. This, is, this was your abode, away from God, and strangers, to the covenants of promise, to what God has promised you to be, having no hope and without God in this world. That's where we were. We're not going to dwell on this. Now, where are you now? In 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, he said, Beloved, now we are children of God. From total strangers, you are now children of God. And you have the privileges of the children of God. All the privileges that he has to be a child of God. Now, and you ask them, this is past, present. So how about the future? And he continues, John continues. In chapter 3, verses 2, he continues, he says, what and you ask, what will I be? This is the, the answer. We know that. Oh, it's not dreaming. It's not <coughs> hoping. 
is that maybe he said, we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him just as he is. How about the future? We shall shall be like him. You tell me God is not working. He's working. He is expecting you to come and see him. And he's coming for us soon. And we shall go and meet him in the air. And that's where we see him. And then we shall be like him. How about that? How about that? All you have to do. All the congregation. All we have to do is to surrender our lives to him. To throw ourselves in his arms and go live. Because you will never be hurt when you are in the arms of God. Never. No one can touch you. No one can come close to you. And no one can pluck you out of his hand. Because you are in the hands of the eternal God. Is God working? Let him work in your life this morning. Someone wrote, he says, I am so secure in the hands of God. And he wrote this, he who guides the countless planets through the endless realms of space He walks beside me. He guards and guides me by his never-failing grace. I pray we have time for point two now. I might end there. God works in his church. Every local congregation is precious in God's sight. He loves each one of us as the bridegroom loves his bride. He expects each local church to be a body through which he can do his work in the world. He wants to work and he'd like to work in your church, each one of you. And this was the church at Philippi. He told them, you're doing a great job, and God started it, and I know he's going to continue. Same thing. He is doing a great job in each and every one of us. But he will. He will continue till the end. And he was convinced that the church of God is in God's hand. And no one can touch them. And this is why he says, and the gates of hell, and you know the verse, shall not prevail against it. And 
I am in the middle of the church. I'm in the midst. And this is when he says, where two or three are gathered together to worship God, I am with them. He is here this morning. He is here. If you don't see him because he is God in spirit, and he knows very well each and everyone's heart. Oh, may God open our hearts completely. Christians who have experienced the Lord, okay, just tell him, Lord, keep working in my life. And those who haven't experienced the love of God in their lives, haven't surrendered their life to him, say, Lord, here I am. I open my heart to you. Please take charge of my life. Take charge. The Lord started your church, our church. He gave us this building, added to our number, and our success does not rest in human strength. No, not at all, but rather in the power of God. I tell you, as long as we're obedient to the word, living in harmony with the great principles by which God operates, and with each other, God will give us success. He'll save souls and add to our numbers those who are saved. He is working. He started the work in your life, in mine. And guess what? Once you let him in, don't you worry, he will perfect it until we see him face to face. Persecution may come. Trials, of course, we have seen. Threats we have experienced. Miracles are still being performed by our Savior in this place. We are continuing this journey with him, not alone. We can't make it alone. We are continuing this journey with him. It's all because he started his work in our lives. He is going before us. And he is perfecting each one of the saints. Remember, you're a saint. Once you have, your life is changed. He's perfecting every life. My last word. God is unchanging. He doesn't change his mind once once he started working in you and with you. He will not leave you. He'll not forsake you. He will always be walking with you. And in Psalms, I forget what it is, but I know the verse. So he will not abandon 
he will not abandon his own. You know what I mean by his own. Those, he who bought them on the cross of Calvary and paid, paid with his own blood, he will not abandon you. A mother can forget her little baby, but I shall not forget you. This is our God. This is your God if you let him be. This is your God. Uh, And he is today still, as I said at the very beginning, working. Working where? Working on you. Working on me. Working to enter the hearts of those people who are still away. To bring them in. Because Christ came not to judge people and send them to hell. I want you to know that. I said it before. I'll say it now. God came to save people who are unsaved. We're sinners. God came to save you. Would you come to him? Would you give him the reins of your life? Would you say here, take me all and start working with me? You know what? We worship the same God that Paul worshipped, right? And he loves the God who never let you down. The the one who never changes and started this good work in you, Lord. Why? Don't you let him work. Christians, we need work. We need to let God come into our lives and change our lives. Make it better. Lord, there are few things maybe you don't see in your lives. Maybe I don't see in my lives. And of course, and then, Lord, Show me. Show me with your love and grace. And you know what? If you mean it, you will. And now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Savior, if the Lord has has taken charge of your heart, of your life, ideologies exist everywhere in this world. Especially if you are going to college, if you are high school, and then ideologists come from professors, I know them, from professors, it's an experience, and they try to convince you about anything else against God. Please, purge this, leave it alone. And go to God. He said, I have come 
to save sinners. And Paul said, the one that we're talking about also this morning, God, God came to save sinners, which I am the thirst. He didn't look at himself and say, hey, maybe I'm number 20, not one. He said, I'm the first. He was speaking out of his own experience. It reminds me of the man, and I'll end with this, who was asked by an atheist about his knowledge of the creation. You see, these are the questions that you, you face outside God himself, outside the Lord. This is what he said. A simple man. I cannot answer all the questions about creation. But this I know. One night, God stooped down and picked me up the dirtiest piece of mud in this city. Can you believe that? Breathed upon me by his Holy Spirit and changed a gambling, thieving, drinking wretch into a peace-loving man of God. I was that man. And he who changed this man is still working today to change you. God works to encourage each one of us and to save individuals who are far from heaven. He's looking for you. He wants to do a great and marvelous work in your life. He's calling you. Please respond. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Thank you for the opportunity, our Father. And we pray that your word will work in our lives, all of us. And if there are some people who are not saved, please bring them to the Put of the cross and let them see the price that was paid for them. We pray that you be with us this afternoon and be with every family and those who are traveling, those who are on vacation. Give them a good time, Lord, and bring them back to us safely. Those who are sick, couldn't make it, heal them and be with each and every one. Dismiss us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.